Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, and welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady from Chicago. Her name is Kiara Shu. Um, I said I was going to butcher her name, but I think I might have got it correct. <laughs> she perfect. is, yes, awesome. So she reached out to me on Instagram, and I love when people reach out to me. And she kind of gave me like a different perspective of the single motherhood aspect because she was actually raised by a single mom and she's an author she's a speaker she's an advocate she has her own book called chosen family a donor conceived woman's journey to redefining family now whenever people hear single mom they think of like just a woman that's just out there just having sex and just (laughs) meeting any guy but one thing I have established and one thing I want to let society know is that single motherhood can be a choice. And sometimes single motherhood actually is a choice. I chose that I'm not going to fight this person that doesn't want to be around. I chose my mental health and ultimately I chose my child. So Kiera, please let the audience know a bit about yourself and how you were conceived because then that's like the real, the real tea. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on today. So my mom, Nikki, decided that she really wanted kids. You know, she was approaching her late thirties and she had not met the man of her dreams yet. So she actually had my brother through a sperm donor and then she had myself as well through a sperm donor and raised us on her own. Um, so I knew kind of growing up that I was donor conceived and that my mom was a single mom by choice. Wow. So are you both biological, you and your brother, are you both biological siblings or? We are, we do share a donor. Oh, wow. So can you tell us about like your experience growing up, like the knowing um, how you were conceived? Did your mom tell you whilst you were quite young or did you find out later? Yeah, my mom told me pretty much right away. She said that she used the time when we were in her tummy to really practice and kind of get her story straight as she calls it so that when we were born, she would be more comfortable telling us be more comfortable telling people, you know, there's always the question, well, where's Kiara's daddy? Why doesn't Kiara have a daddy? You know, kids always ask those questions just because they were curious. Mm -hmm. Um, And people always, you know, assume your story. So my mom from the beginning wanted to make sure that I was comfortable telling my story and that she was also comfortable telling 
her story as well and our story. So from very young on, my mom said, you know, mommy wanted a baby. So mommy went to the doctor and the doctor helped mommy have a baby. And here you are. And I love you so much. And then as I grew up, she was able to kind of equip me with language to use of, you know, you have a donor and taught me more about biology and really, you know, how my conception um, was made. So with, with your mom, because um, I've spoken to another lady before in the past and she she went through the do- the donor, right? And she said that she found that when she told people what she was going to do, that some people were, they, they, they weren't really favorable. So did your mom face any kind of op- opposition as to her choice or she was just, she had support all around? I would say she was very lucky enough to have a lot of support from our family, from her friends. I think... If anything, it was more ignorant than like negative comments of like, oh, I've never met someone who's done that before. Or like, really? Like, what? I have never, I've never experienced that. So I think people, again, when there's like a lack of representation in society of different family structures and people haven't experienced different family structures, you know, they have a lot of questions. So one thing that I love about my mom is that she was very confident. She's a very confident woman. So she never really let room for anyone to have any negative opinions about our family. You know, our family was normal and beautiful and she wasn't going to let anyone else tell us otherwise. That is so amazing. And I feel like I can hear, although I haven't met your mom, but I feel like I can hear her strength echoing through you. But um, so how how has your like your identity um, evolved over time and your understanding of the process evolved? Do you feel like you have because I remember when I was in when I was doing my master's, there was really a girl I was really close to, but she was raised by two adoptive parents. She was Chinese and both of her adoptive parents were were American. And I always asked her, I was like, do you ever want to meet your biological parents? Because I've always thought that maybe she would want to and stuff. But she was like, no, I've got my family. Mm-hmm. And even me being a single mom now, I've realized that we have to redefine this quote unquote idea of what family is. So like, has your identity evolved over time in regards to what the nuclear family is or what don't you know is that is that changed for you was it always been so I think growing up I definitely knew that families looked very different and I think my mom did a good job about explaining you know some people have a mom and a dad you have a mom some people have two mommies or two daddies and you know she very much created that narrative of not all families look alike not all people look alike but you know everyone's just as beautiful and deserves to be celebrated. So I think from early on, I kind of knew our situation and I thought it was perfectly normal. I was like, oh, does everyone not just have a mom? Like other people have multiple parents. Um, But as I grew up, I definitely started to just have more questions. Um, I never felt like I was missing anything. That is definitely something that I was very always confident in. I loved the way that I grew up, but I was just curious as I grew up um, and kind of similar to your friend, my brother, who we share a donor, um, he is not as curious. He doesn't really care to seek out biological family members. So I've decided to take um, the approach of doing 23andMe and seeking biological family members um, versus my brother, someone, again, grew up in the same household, doesn't have that same desire. So I think as I grew up, my sense of self pretty much stayed the exact same, but my worldview that there may be 
a larger part of me out there, um, definitely grew a little bit more. So have you, did you, have you found anyone yet? I have. So I, in 2019, I started this journey, which is definitely um, kind of where my book started when I started writing, because it's been a journey, let me tell you. But um, I met, so I, through 23andMe, I have found 23 siblings. So quite a few. Um, And I have found my donor, my biological father as well. Um, So I'm sure there's a lot to unpack there, but... It's definitely been really encouraging to know that now, if you want to find biological family, you can, and you don't have to, like either journey is okay versus 20, whatever years ago, there was no recourse to finding in my situation, half siblings. So have you met, did you meet him or you just found him and you just left it like that? I have, I have met him. So my approach when I was doing 23andMe was... There may be siblings out there or, or there may not be, I may find my donor. I may not. Um, and I wasn't, again, I wasn't feeling like I was missing anything and I wasn't going to be hurt if I didn't find anything, but I was very curious. I kind of wanted to know what my donor looked like, you know, when donor conception, when my mom was doing donor conception back in the nineties, there was no information about the donor like you knew his height and his weight and that was it so growing up I was like if I could see a picture I would be very interested just to see again where some of my traits come from um so that was kind of my mindset going into it you know all I really want is a picture if I get anything more great um but I'm not looking for like a parental relationship or anything Mm -hmm. like that um I feel like we need to hear more refreshing stories like yours because I feel like when I've heard of stories of donor um of, of children looking for their their biological parents, they've always found out that they're dating someone that they that, that you know, or dating a sibling or they know or they live around the corner from their biological father. Like I've not really heard like a your story is different in comparison to the things that I see online. I'm not that I've heard absolutely things I, see, I always see negative stories of of people why what yeah why do you think that is actually that's a great great point and I would agree I always I mean even if I am the first donor conceived person that someone has met you know they typically say oh like are you gonna do that too or oh like do you have to DNA test your fiance and you definitely get a lot of questions and I'm sure you as well as a single mom like you know that there are a lot of negative narratives out there about the quote unquote non-traditional family, which I'm trying to destigmatize that word because I think, again, we're all normal and beautiful families, but I definitely think a lot in a lot of cases, negative voices speak the loudest. Yeah. So people that have had a negative experience, I'm not going to say that all experiences are sunshine and rainbows and mine is pretty positive one. I'm also a pretty positive person and the way that I look at the world. But I think a lot, a lot of cases, the negative voices are going to outshine a lot of the ones that are positive, just because if you're happy about something, typically you don't shout it from the rooftops versus if you're hurt by something, that's typically when you go a little bit further. Yeah. So like, how do you think society then views donor conception and what kind of, because I know you've touched upon it now, but what kind of impact does it have on individuals like you? Yeah, I think it has changed for the better, which is awesome. Um, Because I think, again, in the 90s, when my mom was going through it, no one was talking about it. There were no resources. There were no amazing podcasts like this. There were no um, 
again, no families in media that were single moms by choice, just a very, a large lack of representation versus now there are podcasts and online courses and mommy and me groups for single moms and, you know, amazing resources, which also have helped shape the narrative for the better. So I definitely think, um, largely it has gotten better, but I still think that there are people that have assumptions about donor conceived individuals. Um, but again, I love sharing my story because then somebody can understand that maybe they have a false narrative in mind about what a donor conceived person is like. So I love, again, meeting new people and having me share my story and them share theirs just so we can all have a better, clearer idea of who we are. So, so do you think that donor conception and the conversation surrounding it is going to evolve in the future? I will say it's definitely evolved since DNA testing has come out. Um, so also um, my siblings, I'm close to about eight of them. There's about eight of us that get together on an annual basis. And then I see a few of them in the interim, but we all have different stories. Some of us have single moms like me. Um, some of my siblings have a mom and a dad. Um, some of my siblings have two moms. So it is interesting. You know, we all have the same biological father and we're all donor conceived, but we all have a little bit different stories And some of my siblings that have both a mom and a dad were never told that they were donor conceived. Oh my gosh. How did they, oh, how did they find out? They found out largely through DNA testing, which back in the nineties, when our parents were doing this, doctors used to say, oh, you don't need to tell your kid, like they'll be fine. It wasn't an expectation that we needed to know our biological roots, Versus now with DNA testing, we know that to be flawed because we know anonymity, anonymous, you know, is, is gone out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I definitely am a firm believer of honesty and obviously age appropriate information. But I think just being honest about where we all came from in the beginning has definitely helped me, um, grow into, you know, someone who has confidence in where I came from. And I think my siblings who were told early as well have that same confidence. So I think it has DNA testing has exploded um, the reproductive industry. And also just I think everyone, you know, there are a lot of people who their lives have been changed from DNA testing. So I think it's changing for the better too. Um, I also think with the fertility industry, the reproductive industry being um, relatively new, like there weren't a lot of laws that were defined in the US or in the UK. And so I think now again, Um, A lot of people are advocating for a better world. I am very happy with the way that I was conceived. And I think donor conception can be beautiful. Um, But I love that now more people are talking about it. That's beautiful. And do you feel like anyone is considering it right now? Um, Like what advice would you give? I would just give them that like everything's going to be okay. You know, you are going to be a beautiful mother or a beautiful couple if it's a couple using yeah. a donor and you're going to have your little baby and that's going to be so like wonderful. I have a lot of parents that come to me with a lot of fears and granted I think any parent in what any situation probably has a lot of fears about having a child and how their child's going to turn out. Yeah. I think just leaning into your child and if they're asking questions, do your best to answer them. If they are having a rough go of it. Maybe they need some extra support. Maybe they need more time with, you know, more role models or a mentor or a therapist. Um, So I think just observing 
your child and also each, knowing each child can be different. My brother needs very different things than I do. He has less interest. I have more. Um, so I think one, just knowing that everything is going to be okay and then doing whatever you can to, to support your child and their needs at each stage. So would you consider actually conceiving through a donor then if you, if you couldn't have your own biological children, for example? I would. Um, and again, I know, I think being donor conceived again, I'm more comfortable with that. Um, Cause I know what actually one of my sister-in-laws was going through fertility treatments and they had considered using a donor and they, again, they were a little nervous and they had a lot of questions for me. So I definitely would also, if I didn't have a partner, um, I would definitely have kids on my own. Um, I want to be a mom just like my mom wanted to be a mom. And I'm very confident in the be- in the ability for me to raise my kids by myself. Now, granted, I do have a partner that I'm marrying, um, and we plan to have kids yeah. ourselves, but, um, I just think, you know, a desire to be a parent is a beautiful thing. And I think that we all can make those dreams come true. Now, granted, obviously it's hard work and there's support that you need to give your child. Um, but my mom always said like, there was no, if I just married a man to have a baby, there was no guarantee that that would even yeah. be a healthier situation than yours. Like our situation was just as healthy. That's true. And it's weird because when I because I grew up with a single mom myself and and I, I'll never forget when I would be in school and some of the kids that when you, I would be liaising, talking to them about like, oh, don't you iron your own clothes? Don't you do this? Yes. Don't you go to the store yourself? And they're like, no, my mummy. And I'm just looking down and I'm like, you lot are aliens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny, too. Like, I I feel like I was always a like 10 years older in the body of someone 10 years younger. Like when I was 15, I I felt like I was 25. And at 25, I'm 25 right now. I feel like I'm 35, Um, which my sister-in-laws are like 35. And they're like, you don't see, cause when I met them, I was 23. And the look on their face when I said I was 23 was like, you're a baby. But as they got to know me, they're like, okay, no, you're just fine. Um, (laughs) But no, growing up, my mom always made sure that, you know, we helped with the laundry. We learned to cook. We mowed the lawn. And it wasn't that my brother mowed the lawn and that I cooked. It was both of us cooked. Both of us did the lawn. Both of us took out the trash. Like there was, both of us learned how to use a hammer and paint the walls. It And we definitely knew more, I would say, than our peers did at that time. Equality. I, I love that. So can we just touch upon like the importance of openness um, and honesty in regards to donor conception? Because obviously your mom seems like uh, a, a thousand suffragettes in one in regards to how she she's addressed it. She had the right support. She raised you and your brother well, equal. Um, so what about someone listening right now that possibly, number one, might want to go down the donor route and number two, possibly have gone down the donor route, but they're scared to be so open and tell people. So what advice yeah. would you give being the child of of of, of a donor? Yeah, totally. I think um, one, just starting early again, the more that you practice saying something that normal it's going to become. So even if your baby's in your belly, um, just practice how you're going to tell them, you know, mommy went to the doctor and the doctor helped me have you. And I love you so much. She always said, and always end with, I love you so much. But another way that I think as your kid, as your child gets a little bit older is reading them books. I think books are a great informal tool 
to obviously teach a lesson without, you know, sitting a child down and having a serious talk because serious talks can be scary for kids, for adults. So using tools like books, um, is, is great. I think there are, there are children's books out there for all different kinds of families, single mom household, single dad households, two mom, two dads, heterosexual couples that use a donor. So I think that's a very good tool. I also think if you don't find one that you particularly like, you can make your own. One of my sister's moms made her a book out of construction paper and just glued pictures of both of them and explained, you know, their fertility issues and they needed to use a donor to conceive. Um, so I think if, if you, again, if you don't find the tools out there, you can make them make yourselves sure. and just reading the book every once in a while to your kid will really help. And naturally as they grow up, they're going to have questions, yeah. but it's not like you're talking about this every day. They're not asking, where's my biological father every day? Like that's just not a part of the everyday routine. But as those questions come up, um, answering those, I think is really important just so your child doesn't feel like you're leaving something out for them to know. So what about like in high school, did you face any like bullying or anything? Were you open about it in high school or you just kept it to yourself? I was pretty open. Um, I definitely wasn't bullied, but I did have some people like call me names like test two baby. That was one kid. Some I was called a test two baby, but it was another thing that we were like, cool. Like, that's great. I am a test tube baby. And granted, I'm not because I wasn't made in a test tube. But um, it is just like kids do say the darnest things, but most of it comes out of ignorance. Ignorance, So I think even my children, if I have children with my future husband, I want to expose them to different types of families. So they are not the kid who's saying those things because they just don't understand. So I think even parents that have a two-parent household and have biological children, introducing them and reading the same books that maybe my mom read to me, um, just so again, they know that their family is not the only type of family out there. That's brilliant. So let's talk about books because you have, you're an author, you wrote your own book. So please tell the audience a bit about the book, what inspired you and yeah, just where, where we can buy it. Yes. So it's called Chosen Family and you can buy it on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. If you literally just type in Chosen Family, it should pop up or you can type in Chosen Family Kiara Shoe and it'll pop up. Um, And it kind of was a dream that was born out of me consistently sharing my story with people, with friends, family, strangers that I met on the street. And somebody would say, you need to hear her story. Um, And me consistently sharing my sibling journey, my mom's path to parenthood, a lot of people were inspired by it. A lot of people were curious and wanted to hear more. Um, So that's kind of, and people started to tell me, you should just write a book. You should write a book. And listen, I am not the person who we all would have thought would write a book. I'm not like, I, I do have some part of me as creative, but I'm an accountant by nature. So writing a book was definitely a little bit of a stretch, but I definitely think we all have stories to tell. And a book is how I chose to tell mine. And within Chosen Family, you will find my mom's path to parenthood. And I also, I don't think it's just for parents of donor conceived people. I actually have had a lot of my, just my friends in their twenties read it. I've had parents that their kids are all grown read it and take something out of it. Um, it's also it does have a lot of just parenting tips, kind of like you and I were talking about equality in tasks that you have in the home that's in there. Just little parenting tips that my mom did that I think turned me into the person that I am and, and 
you know, I had a happy childhood and just things that she did. Um, and it also talks about um, my sibling journey and my decision to find siblings and my biological father um, and how that went. So I discuss the meetings and and how that happened and how I felt um, in pretty good detail. And I also describe my siblings and their individual journeys with um, their different family structures and also when they found out they were donor conceived as well. That's beautiful. What about your brother? Has he met the, your other siblings? He has not. So he um doesn't really have an interest he's not he's in our group chat we have a group chat with a bunch of us and he's in it but he isn't someone like I will hop on a plane and go for a girls weekend with my sisters in like New York for instance and and he's just not one to do that um funny enough though he will be meeting a bunch of them at my wedding this year so he's going to get to meet them regardless but no he's excited he's just again to him Yes. And to him, like our family was us three. We grew up as the three musketeers and that's how he describes our family. And my version of family is just like a little bit different. I think both of those things are okay. So the last question I'm going to ask you, is he going to walk you down the aisle? My mom and him together are going to walk me down the aisle. Oh, wow. I love that. I absolutely love that. So um, where can people find you on social media to connect if they have any more questions? Absolutely. Feel free to reach out. Um, I can, you can find me on Instagram at Kiara Rayshu. That's K-I-A-R-A-R-A-E-S-C-H-U-H. And I'm sure it'll be linked, but, um, you can find me on Instagram mostly. I also have a website, kiarareshu.com, um, has my email and all my socials on there. Um, and then Amazon for the book. Brilliant. Kiara, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast and sharing your refreshing story. I love your positivity and I love the fact that you're opening my eyes and the people that are listening, their their eyes to the fact that you can go through a different route of being a parent and you can actually produce happy, sane, whole, wonderful children. So you are a testament to your mom. You are a testament to uh, being donor conceived and just being good you see you see your energy is just so amazing so thank you so much and thank you also for paying it forward for actually having something like in regards to your book a legacy to to, if someone right now is is thinking about what am I going to do where can I go you've given people a resource so thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me it was such a pleasure speaking with you